Hello everybody, this is uh, Abu Mesarush once again for the Bundesliga Bulletin, uh, Bundesliga Preview Podcast Series, and we are going to talk about Werder Bremen. And with me today to discuss them is freelance Bundesliga journalist, uh, somebody who is a fantasy football legend, uh, somebody who follows Werder Bremen religiously and covers them as well for, for radio, Florian Reinecke. How are you, Flo? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Thanks for having me, Abel. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, you know, we, we, we talk a lot uh, off, off the air and we've done uh, occasional podcasts with uh, fantasy and yeah, we also also talk in real life uh, in terms of Verde Bremen. And this is a team that I think uh, obviously probably had the, the most disappointing season, although ultimately uh, stayed in the league. So uh, maybe maybe there was some sense of joy. Uh, I don't know if you felt any joy last season. At, at the end. At the end of it, the end, uh, yeah. although the, I mean it was ending the season in style, um, uh, having such a dramatic last game, and uh, in a game they basically dominated at Heidenheim, yeah. uh, having to to fear that one goal is is going to end it all. Uh, I couldn't watch the last ten minutes of the goal. I haven't seen the Augustinsson goal. Alive, because I I couldn't stand it. I was too nervous. Wow. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I I I unfortunately had to work that game, so so I had I was forced to watch. And but but no, it was uh, it was yeah, it was definitely. I mean, I, I'm I'm not I don't have like strong feelings for or against uh, Heidenheim or Bremen, but uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, the quintessential Bremen experience last season. Of of yeah, like okay, they they do so much well, but then it could still go all horribly wrong. And yeah, I mean, in terms of maybe that would be a good jumping off point for, for talking about um, the transition towards this season. Um, it, it seems like this is just kind of what happens to Bremen every other year is, you know, the, the mid-table finish or the relegation and, and nothing really, a relegation battle, nothing uh, in between. So I guess we should expect the mid-table finish. <laughs> but, uh, um, but what do you think about last season as there, is that sort of a, an aberration or is that sort of like bigger underlying problems? And if so, like, do you think they were addressed or could they have been addressed during this sort of Corona transfer window and, and how the club is being run? I mean, they did a lot of personal changes uh, around Kofeld. So Kofeld stayed as the mm -hmm. head coach, but yeah. uh, they got some new analysts in, they got a new assistant coach in uh, who, who came from Austria and, has a really good, like, um, there's good things said about him and how his style to approach uh, the work. I think that's en encouraging. Um, mm -hmm. they, they got rid of a lot of older players like Bachfriede, Shaheen, um, Bartels, or Pizarro. Uh, mm -hmm. But apart from that, they weren't able to do a lot on the transfer market. And that's like, one of the the biggest problems of this club is definitely the financial situation and some of it is um, because of corona that's what every club is facing but apart from that i think they made horrible deals last season um they they, yeah. they got top rack and bittencourt on a loan where they have to buy the player so they're paying yeah. four million for top rack this summer Seven million for Bittencourt, who isn't even a starter, um, and during this time is is a crazy price to to pay for a player like Bittencourt. Yeah. 
They got Selka on a loan. He's still on a loan for this season. But after this season, if if they don't get relegated, they have to pay $10 million to uh, Hatta. And that actually could rise to 15 if Bremen, for some reason, would qualify for Europe. I'm, I'm not going to speak about that. But uh, it's, it's in the realm of possibility. I mean, uh, crazier things have happened in football. And Zalke isn't even a starter as well. Uh, although he started the cup match, but he he did everything he could uh, to convince Kofeld that maybe he should go with the other striker uh, in yeah. the season opener opener against Hatta. Um, so there wasn't much room to maneuver. The biggest concern, or the, the like, the biggest hole in the squad last season uh, was um, the the holding midfielder position. Uh, the number six, uh, there to speak. And mm-hmm. yeah. they were only able to get Patrick Eras of Nuremberg. That's mm-hmm. a club who always got, uh, almost got relegated uh, from the second division. And he wasn't a full-time starter for them the whole season. He's already 25, I, th- I think. Uh, yeah. Used to be uh, a German youth national national player. I think he's a decent player. Don't get me wrong there, but for now he's the only real number six uh, in Bremen, and that's a, a bit thin. Um, Kofod is talking about Eggestein playing there, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I, I think that that's sense. probably what we are going to see. I think he can play there. It's not his best position, but he he can do that. But like that's the the biggest problem in their squad, and they don't like they can't go out and uh, sign anybody else because they're so stripped of money, and right. they're desperately trying to get uh, to sell uh, Milot Rashica. But like that's uh, right. the the problem with with Corona. He has a release clause that's north of uh, thirty million. No one is even mm. close paying that. Last I read, Aston yes. Villa wants to play eighteen, and like, the, the the problem for Bremen is like the the shortage of money is around thirty million for next season. Mm-hmm. So even if they sell Rashica for eighteen, I don't believe yeah. they are able to. To spend more than two or three millions out of that mm-hmm. for a new so player, so I'm in the camp, and I'm I, I, I'm definitely the minority there. I'm in the camp of saying I want that Rashica doesn't move because they mm-hmm. they have to take out a big loan anyway. Uh, it's right. it's not like if they sell Rashica, they they basically good in a financial uh, aspect of the game. So. Keep him, hope that he has a, a nice season, and then maybe next season their clubs will pay $35 million for him. That would be my my wish. But I guess they probably sell him under what he's worth uh, on a normal transfer window, but can't sign new players to, to fill the gap uh, uh, at the d- holding midfield position. They're good up front. So it's not like if if they well, sell Rashica, they they won't bring in anyone else. They already right. um, take a, a, a got um, Thais Chong via loan, the player mm-hmm. from Manchester United, and he actually looks pretty good. And going with Chong and Rashica on the wings, that would be like 
a dream match, I think, that could work out very well. Yeah, I guess like what I what I wanted to kind of talk about is is how I think it, it was it was an interesting thing last season because like staying in the league meant that okay, like Bremen were gonna have to pay all these like you know, like the, like you mentioned the the, the top rack, the beaten court, the, 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 so, so automatically you're out money and then you of course of course I think also um Rashita's uh, release clause would have been you know is affected by, by that there's there's like the the 15 million and then and, uh, the, the 35 million so there's obviously so the life 15 million if they get relegated yeah if they go down yeah exactly so so, the, so that's yeah. but there's almost like the difference of like had they had they gone down obviously you know you you could have cut wages and you could have done more of a, a rebuild and obviously um i think they did sort of do cut wages just just in terms of like not having to keep around like uh sebastian langkamp or nuri shahin yeah. or, or bagfreda or these guys who who um who still made uh who still make you know or even like finn bartels who i don't think we talked about is is, is now is now in hosting kiel yeah. Um, yeah yeah i mentioned him yeah as, as one of it's retired right yeah. finally so there's there's a lot of a lot of a lot of movements um I think Michael Lang is, is back to Gladbach, although I think he's looking for a club as well. So, but there's, you know, like there, there's, I think as you mentioned that these, these are the past sins that they that they made, which is which is I think what happens when you're a Bundesliga team in the you know eight to ten range that you you kind of start to uh, reach on some veterans, and then you have those kind of players who come in will not like there there won't be like a lot of. Uh, uh, transfer fees that you're paying for them but you're also then investing in some some wages although maybe maybe not i mean maybe you could talk about how the high how high the the wages were for for them but but then you you kind of yeah like you you're paying loan fees of, of a couple million here and there um it, it kind of adds up right and and and, and the, the thing with, with Bremen is that they're not really able to sell anybody, right? Like they, they you know, we we mentioned the uh, Max Cruz. I don't think we've mentioned yet, but but obviously he's he's someone who, whose whose uh, departure last season was 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 a factor. But uh, it's it's, not, it's typically like at least in the last couple of seasons, Bremen we're not we're not really a team that uh, you know they they're I guess like Thomas Delaney was the last uh, sort of sort of major major departure that the payment can get money in and, and i think everybody with this rush just thing is it's is like they're they're affected really really heavily because yeah because like you know you're not it's it's, it's kind of it's kind of like the the mini jade and sancho is that there's, there's no reason for you to 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 sell if if you're not getting the right price and as you mentioned if, if they're gonna be uh if they're gonna be like still um still uh in the black then then yeah it's it's, it's not really uh, not, not really any point to it. So, in terms of the the squad um, now, uh, let's let's kind of go through that, and then we we can get into kind of how the form is. Obviously, you mentioned Kofeld staying on and getting a, a new assistant, um, uh, and then Pavlenka, right? Like the the case for uh, for him is that you know he was among the worst Bundesliga goalkeepers statistically. Um, do you think that is likely to improve or? He's not going to get any pressure, right, in terms of not being the starting goalkeeper? Well, they have a good second keeper in Capino. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. on a usual transfer window, the the plan for uh, Bremer was to sell Pavlenka. But they aren't any mm-hmm. takers. Yeah. So exactly. Pavlenka's still there. Um, I, I think he did improve after the restart of the Bundesliga. Yeah. Um, and he had a good cup match 
he actually had a had a few great saves uh, in the cup match. Um, I'm, I'm, I think Pavlenka will be fine. Uh, it's it's a good position, and I think goalkeeper is a tough position to judge by stats. Think, oh, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah it's it, probably the hardest. Yeah, it's no discussion no. that Pavlenka was worse than the seasons before. Uh, the season yeah, before, yeah. Um, but like Pavlenka wasn't a big issue last season, uh, in my opinion, of why Bremen mm-hmm. didn't perform. Um, although he yeah, had like he had a, a a bad season for his standards, but he looked mm-hmm. good at the end of the season, and he does look good um, at the start of the season now. So then, in terms of the center backs, you have basically kind of the you know you you, you let out the you you only had a few guys leave, like you mentioned, uh, Kevin Fox. So you still have Vajkovic, Toprak, Marco Friedel. Moisander and Christian Gross, who I think is kind of one of the one of the positives from from last season. Do you see what, what do you see the the starters? Is it going to be Toprak and Moisander with maybe sometimes a back three? I think it seems like Vajkovic, uh, Vajkovic could be the the loser, which which I think you 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 seem to be happy about, right? Well, <laughs> you you know that I'm not a big fan of Valkovic historically, yeah. but you you have to. Uh, give him credit for the way he performed at the end of the season. He actually yeah, looked I, I, good. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he was bad either. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And I was surprised by that. I mean, he always was touted as like a good uh, talent. Right. I, I could see that his build-up play is sometimes it's one of the best in the league. You have to say that. But yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, he's a defender, and that was his biggest problem was defending, which is not saying like that's not good for a central defender. He did improve improve on that, and I think if you just like look at uh, the performances, the central defense would be Friedel and Valkovic. I mean, Friedel was a, like the only defender who was healthy yeah. the whole preseason. He looked. Really good. He played good at the end of the season. But first match in the cup, Friedel is out, Moisander plays. That's a big problem, <laughs> uh, in my opinion, because Moisander is at the end of his career, and I think he's not like he's not at Bundesliga standards anymore. But Kofeld likes him very much. He's he, he's appointed him uh, the captain for the next season. That will yeah, create so. a problem, in my opinion. And I think uh, it, it will be either Toprak or Valkovic, probably Toprak to start the season hours to pair with, unfortunately, Moisander, mm-hmm. I guess. But Friedel should be the guy. Um, and on the wings, you've got Augustinsson and Gebre Selassie. Uh, Brain brought in Felix Agu from Osnabrück. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an interesting player. He's a German uh, U21 international mm-hmm. Uh, can play on both wings uh, as wing or fullback. Uh, I, I like his profile, um, but for now he's behind Augustine and Gebre Selassie. And like this is again um, a point that I'll keep mentioning is that you know Gebre Selassie was pretty healthy, um, played basically all but five or six games, but Agustinson was not, right? Like he only played 900 minutes and, and, and this, that was actually a huge problem for, for Bremen is not having somebody, somebody uh, 
kind of bombed down on left the flank, although you know some somewhat mitigated by by Friedel, and I think even played Bittencourt at wing back, which was just weird. But uh, yeah, I think again a lot of this is like I think this is going to be kind of the theme of the podcast is that some some people are just going to be healthy, right? Like you can't you can't just have everybody uh, be, be injured uh, all the time. Uh, hopefully, um, so I guess Christian Gross, um, just to kind of talk about him, yeah. he's more in contention to be like the third center back at times or play the number six as a ball progressor, right? That's, that's kind of what his area is. I mean, Christian um, Gross Bayern... came to his own because of the injuries Bremen had. Exactly. And I, yeah. I don't think there will be a big role for him if mm-hmm. there aren't as many injuries. Like he's center back number five, and I don't think that mm-hmm. he's a real alternative as a holding midfielder mm-hmm. uh, at Bundesliga level. So uh, yeah, they they. I mean, it, it was a great story. Him, um, mm-hmm. like being the the captain of the second team was like around thirty years, and then having to play with the first team because of so many injuries in preseason, and then then taking his chance and actually getting some playing time. Um, but I believe that the fairy tale of Christian Gross probably is over. Um, because it's yeah, just like I mean, there's some reason why he didn't reach Bundesliga level before the age of 30. Mm-hmm. Around yeah, yeah, 30, could, I haven't could, checked his like. Yeah, he's yeah 30, 31 now. But yeah, I mean, there's okay. there's interesting things. I mean, he's definitely like good against pressure and can progress the ball. And but I think like the thing is that you already have guys like like Moisander kind of does a lot of those things. Like that's kind of what like he's not in there for defending, right? So, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, so okay. All right. And then you said you you were mentioning earlier that you could imagine Eggestein playing the sixth role and Patrick Eras uh, at times. Yeah, I, I would agree with you that it's not that's I, I guess like Ilya Gruyev maybe he's he's although he's pretty young. Um, but yeah, it's not that's not a that's not like something to get like super excited about. Um, and then your your number eight, right, which is a very key part if you're playing, for example, a, a diamond that. Uh, Kofad likes to do, um, I guess, Davy Carson, right, is, is, is going to be still there. Um, basically played the most minutes uh, and almost had the most goals last season. Probably another standout performer for uh, for Bremen um, last season. But who will he be his partner if Eggestein has to play the six? Uh, will be Bittencourt or Osako. So um, probably an okay. attacking-minded midfielder. I mean, Romano Schmid, um, like he he was loaned out uh, to Wolfsburg at right. RC, and uh, mm-hmm. for any of you guys who saw maybe uh, Gladbach getting thrashed by this Austrian yeah, side yeah, yeah. in the Europa League, Schmid had a, a big hand in that game. Looked good. He actually looked good in preseason. I still think he's buried. And uh, another guy to to talk about is Nick Voltemade. Like he's a two meter tall guy <laughs> uh, but he isn't the striker or a defender he's a, he's a midfielder and and, and, and a, like a pretty interesting profile uh, at that so he's pretty good on the ball um and he got a lot of minutes in preseason uh, got also um uh, played in the cup match uh mm-hmm. came on during that game so i think he's someone that could play as a eight slash ten, um, yeah, hybrid. 
Yeah, I think I think wasn't it the the Hanover game that they played together with Osako? Kind of, kind of. Uh, yeah. It was. It was like, uh, but they've had more of like a like a three man thing, three man defense, I guess, or, or maybe like yeah, a, they, that yeah, was... that was a four two two two, and that's how okay. they started oh, with, the, with the cup yeah, match as well. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess with Eras and Eggestein, um kind of more yeah. of the defensive. Yeah, that that could be interesting. I mean, Osako is always to me like he's always the key to 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 Bremen because he's a guy that like I you know I thought like he has to have a big season last year if he wants to replace Kruse. And I remember like September he was awesome. Like he had all the, like three yeah. or four goals and a bunch of assists and looked like a guy. And then like he basically it was a little bit like Coutinho where where like he he had like all of all of his uh, goals and assists in like two games and then you know, disappeared and then basically like maybe picked up some, some goals at the end. And obviously he always gets hurt on national team duty, which, which we know. And, uh, he, he's again, um, fantastic player when, when things go right for him, but he's a guy who can also really, really disappear. And yeah, at age 29, he's, this is who he is, right? He's not going to get any, any better, but still somebody who, who I think, uh, I guess at age 30 now he can, he can, he can still make a difference, and 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 I think he he could. You know, I'm still I'm still waiting for the for the breakout year because yeah, statistically it was it was kind of his best year in terms of the goals, um, and even xG and stuff like that. But uh, I still think there's more to come. Is that is that too optimistic when it comes to Osaka, or what do you expect from him? I mean, he started last season really really hot. Yeah. Um, then he got injured and was. He he wasn't the same player again until very very late in the season. So I think with him maybe it's a confident thing, but the way he played at the start of the season, no one was talking about Cruiser for like. Exactly. But it's just four or five games, and then he got injured, and that's yeah. when actually when all the the trouble for Bremen started because the first games yeah. of the season weren't that bad. Um, so Yeah, I think Rashica got hurt in the Düsseldorf game yeah. right away. And I remember I, I remember the Osaka one because I, I wrote like a really nice profile on him for one of the projects that I do. And, and then I then I obviously the, the famous uh, Abel Jinx uh, unfortunately got so to, it's your to fault. Osaka. <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah, I take all full uh, responsibility. I, I mean I I don't believe that, that we going to see the uh, Osaka um a breakout season in this universe, unfortunately. Maybe in some old. We probably see a, a stretch of a few go- good games. Yeah. I'm just not convinced that like this is the year where he's turning it around after like yeah. six, seven years in, in in the league. Can't see that. So then moving on to the sort of the winger or wide forward spots. Um, I think we talked a lot about Rashica. He's he's fairly well known. I think he's got a small injury, right? And uh, uncertainty about his future. And, and as you, you, you said, um, um, probably no point in selling him because it won't make a difference financially, I guess. Um, do you think they will st- still sell him? I mean, I, you said what you what you would do, but what do you think the club will do with him? They will, they will sell him, um, and I believe it will be underpriced. But I'm saying it will make no difference. I, I'm not the financial boss of Werder Bremen. That's true. He thinks That's true. Yeah, oh, yes. I have to take out the loan for thirty million or for fifteen. That yeah. makes a huge difference. Uh, for, You're right. For yeah, yeah. Just in in yes. my mind, I mean, it's it's a huge risk you're taking on. 
if like if Rashica, you want to sell him, he gets injured in like next spring. Um, right. Serious is out for the rest of the year, so and you have to pay ten million for Davy Salka next summer. That's something you already know, unless you go down and then everything goes to, to shit because. Like the the difference uh, on TV money and everything else uh, from Bundesliga yeah. to to second division yeah. is is such so big that even this year, I mean, you you said it right. If they would have relegated, they uh, there were no need to buy uh, Toprak and Bittencourt because um, this uh, clauses would be void. But it would be still financially uh, a bigger catastrophe to to go down. By a, by a huge margin, and that's something yeah, you, you yeah. can't yeah, underestimate. So um, <laughs> that's why my belief is like now, it's, like the word is that Villas want to pay eighteen million. Like there was a time that when Bremen said they don't want to sell Rashica under twenty five. Right. I, I can't see mm -hmm. them getting anywhere near that number. And it will like one thing you have to keep in mind, like. Um, as with Delaney, they bought him for like two and a half million, yeah, uh, yeah and was... and sold him for around twenty five. Yeah, they paid. They paid a lot. They I think they paid close to ten million to acquire Rashica. So like, yeah, yeah having yeah. him, having the the Please development work, yeah. of, of Rashica, and then like not having the big payday, not even doubling the money yeah. you 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 got in the first place for him. That feels like just bad. Yeah, it's. Um, but, I'm, but it's I still unlucky. Think, like... Yeah, the the only guy who can like Rashica, like from everything you hear, is that he doesn't want to be in a relegation battle again, yeah. and that's why he's not up in arms to go to Aston Villa. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. So the, right? th there's a possibility that no suitor. Pays for Rashica where Rashica wants to go, and mm -hmm. like I, th I think he's a good guy. It's not like in 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 preseason he he was trying to force his way out of the club, yeah. um, which he could have done because Leipzig yeah. wanted to sign him for little money because they yep. they are a very poor club and uh, can't can't pay decent amount of, yeah. of of money. It's just the way it is. Um, yeah, unfortunately, financially. Yeah. yeah, if only there would be some investor who could. Yeah, no, unfortunately, no. Yeah, yeah, but we have to to analyze the situation as it is. Um, but and yeah, I mean, there was uh, Milan. There was Milan interest, right? There was. I, I didn't. I never really understood why that kind of died down. I guess they they got like Brahim Diaz now, but that was there. There were there were kind of rumors there, or it could have been just the agent thing with, with AC AC Milan. Yeah, I'm. I'm not always sure with all the rumors what, like, yeah. what's true and what's not. I think it's it's really uh, sometimes uh, in the summer it's really uh, hard to to uh, like, season, get a feel yeah. for it. What has legs and yeah. what doesn't. But so it, with with Rashica, I guess you know if if he does leave, then. <laughs> You know, where does that leave you? Because there's a number of names. You, you, you mentioned Tahi Chong, who, I mean, I've got some United supporting friends and, and they were like, what? Like, he's going to start for a Bundesliga team? They, they were kind of 
surprised. I guess um, I guess you, you you still have some of the some some wingers on the on the roster like Johannes Eggestein, although, although I don't I don't know what's I, there, I, I read some things that he he's he's sort of yeah. still in the plans. Yeah, that's, um, that's... I guess you can play Bittencourt as a winger, kind of right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not worse the... at the winger as everywhere else. Bittencourt. <laughs> Great, great praise it's, for, for yeah. Leonard. So why not? You, you, I get, you could play in, in yeah, goal you, probably as well. So as long as <laughs> Kofel doesn't try to play Osako as a winger ever again, yeah, I'm, 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 I don't I'm, do that. I'm, yeah. No, that's that's just bad. But um, he he played Sergeant as a winger from time to time. Mm-hmm. I I don't like it. Um, he should yeah. play Eggestein there because Eggestein had a. Mm-hmm. Really great preseason, one of the biggest winners, and I mean mm-hmm. Kofold, Kofold really awarded um, the way that that Eggestein has played in, in in preseason and 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 brought it on in the 19th minute in a cup. So that's yeah, that's like, kind of thanks. a thank you. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I remember like him scoring in the friendlies a lot. Like he scored against like Linz, I think I, he played pretty well. Groningen, yeah. I remember like, I and then like yeah, he put him in the, yeah, yeah playing him the ninety second minutes. Yeah, that's that's not that's not that's not really helping anybody. So, and then we move up top, right? Like I think there was probably the the most uh, the noisiest sort of statement that that came out of Raymond is how Josh Sargent, you know, uh, Kofod can't imagine is starting eleven without him. I mean, do do you agree with that sort of sentiment? Where, where, where do you where do you stand on Josh Sargent? Because like I wrote a I wrote a piece for Statsbomb in it was like April I think or so, um, where it was looking at the Americans and I and I looked at Sargent and I think I actually asked a little bit about your input for for that, and yeah, I think it's safe to say he did not have a good season. But I, even looking at some of the data, it was even even. It was the data was actually better than like what you told me and what, what I'd seen with my eye in terms of you know him him not really doing it. So so where do you stand on Josh Sargent? I mean, yeah, he's got the age working for him, I guess. I mean, well, the cup match uh, at Jena is a perfect example of what Sargent sure. can and cannot do right now. Uh, he scored a really good header uh, mm-hmm. and was like he he was a force physically at times, but. Like his decision making and the execution is like a problem at times. So, well, one I, I'm not sure if you have seen that, but he was running at the goalkeeper from a half left yeah. situation and wanted to play it to Selke would have been an open goal, but he totally botched that that pass mm-hmm. and played it straight to a defender. Um. That, and and that's like some problem. He's not he's not as well rounded as, but he's mm-hmm. working on it. I mean, I like his work ethic. Uh, I think he he has a note for certain situations, and uh, uh, and and his finishing is decent. So I think there's some some things going into his favor, and I'm I'm fully expect him um, in the starting lineup. Uh, the question we, we talked about the wingers. It's not certain that that Bremen will play with wingers. I mean, how absurd true, yeah. that might sound if you get Chong and you have all you have Rashica on the squad. <laughs> Is but maybe they play with two guys up front, and then I believe it's going to be Sargent and Fulkrug. And I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big Fulkrug supporter. I like I like him a lot as a player. 
Um, but I think they're taking it slowly with him after like his third ACL tear last season. Um, but going forward, he has to be striker number one for, for Bremen, in my opinion. Uh, and, and Sargent is the number two for now. And Selke, I'm, I'm, oh, I loved him when he was a young player at Bremen. I'm not sure what happened since then. It's, at, at the moment, it's like everything is going behind him. He, he looks like he's got a piano on the back when he's uh, running over the field. Well, that will happen when you have an ACL injury or two, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, it was... but, but I don't think Selke has that many ACL injuries. Oh, I, I, th- I thought you mentioned. No, Fulkrug is fine. Fulkrug yeah. is fine. Yeah, Zelke, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't understand Zelke. The, the, the Zelke experience is, is is just somebody that I'm. I'm not really like. Uh, I don't know. Like he's he's another one of those players. Like like in the in the Bittencourt vein, or or there, there's like at least ten guys like that in the Bundesliga, um, where you're like he's no longer a talent because he's like 25, but then he's also like you know he's not really like an established starter. And then he's kind of, you know, a couple of years ago, you could talk him, talk yourself into that he's in contention for Germany. But then, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. So there's always like, in, in, in those cases, I, I kind of either think like, maybe these people just didn't develop or didn't get playing time or they don't have the sort of right attitude. I mean, I don't really want to, uh, I don't really want to uh, speculate, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really see like a big role for him, although because because I think he, he there, I could see like a thing where he starts the first couple of games next to Sargent, but then like they'll switch to like, you know, like a four three three, and you're gonna have like Rashita and, and, and Chong as the the wide the wide players, or you're gonna have like maybe like um, Osako as like a secondary striker, or you'll play like a, a, a diamond and you'll play like Rashita as a striker. I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of ways you can you can kind of think about it, or you can you'll just play Fukrug as a target man and something like Sargent off of him and. I am. I'm not really. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to see that. Out of all these people, I feel like you know, and maybe this is this is a chance for people to bet all their money on Davy Selka. Now that I'm saying this, but uh, I see him as like the the guy who who's least likely to to do um, to do a whole lot. I don't know if you agree with me. I, I agree, unfortunately, and I, I I have to delete a few tweets. I think I, I did because. Um, like like I said, I, I liked Selke when he came out. I I thought when I saw him later on at Leipzig that he developed yeah. uh, a bit, but like he came back from Berlin, he was a, a different player than I imagined. And it, it, like he hadn't like he played a lot at Berlin, didn't succeed. Um, like he was, I think for one year he was a starter. He was a starter then when Klinsmann yeah, yeah. first came, didn't take his chances. Yeah. But oh, I said, well, if he comes back to uh, the place where he, he got to be a Bundesliga player at first, and then that's going good, good thing for him. But uh, I, I was, I was really, really wrong about that. And that right. was what sometimes happened. Is there anyone else that I that I think we left out or that we should kind of think about as a as a you know X factor, maybe somebody who could make a difference in terms of another player? No, I already mentioned Romano Schmid, uh, and I think um, also Mbom mm-hmm. uh, is an interesting player. Uh, he was loaned out to Erdingen last season, and. 
I, I heard Clemens Fritz, who's now, scout, right? yeah. I think, head of recruitment yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for Bremen, talk really positive about the bomb. He, he developed physically uh, to a player where I could imagine he could play in the Bundesliga. Uh, usually he's a number six, but he's planned as being the backup on the right-back position. And from what I've seen in preseason, this is actually working pretty well. And what's interesting is, as Kofel talked about what went wrong last season, uh, he said they, they were missing several leaders of the group mm -hmm. and pointed out to Fulkrug and Kevin Möwald, of all yeah. people, uh, um, saying that, that they missed Möwald because he was injured yeah, basically, basically the whole yeah. season as well. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if that means that Möwald has a role yeah. to play. Mm -hmm. As they were playing the cup match, Möwald wasn't with the first team squad. He played for the second team, um, probably to get some playing time under his belt. But maybe going forward, there is a role for Möwald because he seems to be a big influence in the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, or at least that's good what Kofeld eludes to us. Yeah. So, all right, what do you see yeah. the team going in terms of the season predictions? Right, because. I like when I came into this conversation, I was kind of um, thinking about maybe this could be a season where Bremen don't struggle. Um, but now I think <laughs> having talked to you for uh, 37 minutes or so, I, I feel like maybe I should temper my expectations a little bit. What, what do you see as sort of the, the realistic scenario um, for, for Bremen? Yeah, I think it's, Bremen is one of these clubs where like they have a pretty big yeah. range i think of how the season uh, can go um what they have going like they weren't able to do a lot but the squad is much better than they showed mm -hmm. for um, many stretches of last season biggest issue is they weren't able to really um solve the problem uh in the, uh, as a, on the number six position uh, and like a lot of is on the shoulders of either errors developing into a Bundesliga player. That's certainly possible. Um, or Eggestein really thriving in that position. And that's something, I mean, the idea that Eggestein can't play holding midfielder stems from uh, Germany's uh, U21, I think European Championship yeah. that was, yeah. where he played that actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. But he hasn't shown that in the Bundesliga for Bremen that he's really uh, like up to the task on that position. And uh, it's just the hole that he creates if he's not like this roaming yeah, midfielder he's better suited, yeah. uh, as a number eight. That's his strength. So that's And he can't do that as a number yeah. six or you leave everything else vulnerable. Uh, and, and I think that's like that's a key part of how the how next season is going. I think Klaassen, uh, I, I, I love that he said he wants to stay at Bremen. There were some talks mm. about him going back to Ajax. Uh, same goes true to Augustinsson. There were talks of him moving out. He said he wants to stay there. I think there are positive signs for the squad. And another key for me is that Friedel has to have overtake Moisander mm. pretty, pretty soon. Because uh, I, I, I don't believe... In Moise, as much as I, I love him uh, and the way he plays football, his progressive passive, yeah. his, his pro 
progressive runs. They are pretty good. But at the end of the day, if the opponent has has the ball, <laughs> uh, you, you're worse off with Moisander uh, in your back four. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's going to change. Um, there were a lot of injuries that led to him mm-hmm. not having um, being up to his usual standards, but I don't think he'll get that back, mm-hmm. especially since he was injured in preseason mm-hmm. again. Um, right. Yeah, that that would be a, a, a big point. They got good good on paper. They got good matches to start the season. I mean, they're starting against Hatta. They probably have the worst preseason of all Bundesliga sides and lost yeah. in the cup. Um, Good time to be facing them, yeah. Yeah, you could say that, or you could say that they <laughs> that's 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 dangerous. Maybe they're getting the uh, Bruno Labadia, you know, and then yeah, but yeah. I believe if they can start with a win, then then they're going to yep. Schalke. Um, Schalke not having the, the greatest preseason yeah. as well. Uh, also, club straight upon. If they get good into the season, I don't have the. I think if they have to face the pressure again, they had mm-hmm. last season. We don't see a good Bremen side. Yeah, they have to be able to, to 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 play without that pressure of going down, and then actually that could be a good season. I think Chong can develop into uh, like one of the breakout candidates uh, next season. From all what I've seen from him is is really really encouraging, uh, and then is the question: Rashica, does he stay or does he go? Because the squad will be better if he is uh, in the squad. All right. So then, just sort of final prediction: if you have to put like a, a number in terms of the, the table finish, um, I think they're coming in tens. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I. I hope that it's not going to be another season with relegation worries. It really, like, my biological uh, age uh, went up a few years just in in the last uh, six months of the season. All right. Yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah. want to uh, experience that. Yeah, again. nobody wants that. Let's, uh, let's let's not have that. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go for like eighth or ninth because that was kind of kind of my thinking. Uh, I was thinking like eighth before I talked to you, and then now probably like ninth. But uh, yeah, I just. Just to explain my thought process, like, um, I think they're in this group, as you mentioned, where the range of outcomes from, like, 7th to 18th is pretty much there. Um, I think, you know, there's the teams, like, maybe, like, uh, the obviously the top five and then, like, Wolfsburg and Eintracht, maybe, and Hoffenheim might be better. But, yeah, you know, it's it's hard to... Hard to say those clubs are going to be playing in in Europe. I I think I I expect Eintracht to have kind of a bigger season just because of... Uh, you know where they are, and they don't have to play in Europe. And then I don't know. I mean, I also I feel like all those teams like uh, Hertha and and, and, and Fry, like not Hertha, just you know in terms of dysfunction. And we saw um, I see like Köln. I don't think they necessarily you know are going to get better, especially with the Anderson Cordoba swap. Um, I don't think Augsburg did all that much, although I don't mind them to to be like a mid table side. Um, and then there's, you know, still still have a lot of questions about Schalke and and and, and teams like Mainz. I think Freiburg definitely got worse. So, yeah, um, I, and I don't I don't really see Armenia, you know, anything other than just getting relegated. So that, I think there's plenty of those teams that are that, that are worse than Bremen. And basically, my thing is that they had the season from hell, and um, you know, just if they get normal sort of injury um, and performances. And as you mentioned, the momentum of like starting off with a with a with a 
pretty easy schedule. Um, of course, that could go both ways. If they, if they start out badly on an easy schedule, then then they'll get the harder games. So I think they're going to be fine. I I, I, I think that's a, that's going to be a more of a calmer season for for all of us, uh, and especially for for you, Flo. So I want to thank you for for uh, coming on and uh, just tell people what you're doing, where they can find you, how they can follow your work. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm covering the Bundesliga for the official uh, Bundesliga side as well as for some other contractors where I um, usually do the, the live, live uh, covering of the Bundesliga during match days. And uh, I'm also, uh, like, like you said, the fantasy advisor on yeah. Talking Foosball, uh, a, a podcast you might be I've heard some things, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's ba that's basically to what I have to say about me. It's not much, if, if I, yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was great talking about Bremen for a bit. That's a problem with doing home office uh, all the time. Usually, like my colleagues get all my Bremen takes every time. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm just shouting in the void. Thank you so right much now. for joining us, and uh, then we'll uh, I'm uh, sure we'll talk to you during this season. Definitely.